The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Five oh seven on the Central Coast on this Monday, February twenty seventh, two thousand twenty three. You're listening to the Dave Congleton Show. In about an hour, Lynn Ward joins us. She's in search of good news. Lance Parker joins us tomorrow on Thursday. It's the president of Cuesta College, Dr. Jill Stearns. We are busy. Don't go anywhere. This is going to be a very important conversation. We have uh, talked so much on this show. We have talked so much in this community over the years about dust and the dunes and what is the source of all the dust in the dunes and on the Napomo Mesa and there's been this charge and this charge and this concern and that concern and we've got to get rid of the vehicles oh no no the vehicles aren't the problem well there has been a very important piece of research that has now been introduced into the literature We're very pleased to be joined now by Dr. Lynn Russell. She is Distinguished Professor of Atmospheric Chemistry at the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. Uh, Dr. Russell has uh, several undergraduate degrees from Stanford University. She has a Ph.D. from Caltech. I think that qualifies her to be on this show. Dr. Russell, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. While you say that now, let's see what happens at 6 o'clock. <laughs> uh, Karen Veely is here from Cal Coast News in studio. Karen, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. I wanted Karen here because she has reported extensively on this. So, Dr. Russell, some basic questions to begin with, please. First off, what uh, began this research? How did you get drawn into doing this project? I got interested in this research when my colleague, Brian Palnick, professor of marine biology here at Scripps Institution of Oceanography, did some measurements that showed that some of the particles measured at Nipomo Dunes were from the ocean, and that one of my areas of expertise is studying the spray that comes out of the ocean, and he could show that the particles measured um, included little microorganisms with specific DNA signatures. And so I thought that was fascinating and really showed that not all the particles were dust, which is what had been assumed before. Yeah. Is this a topic you had been following prior to this? Prior to the study, I was not, um, I have not done measurements at Pismo Beach, nor had I looked in at the regional air quality in this area. All right, so you come into it without any, any kind of agenda, and you're just kind of curious as a scientist as to what's going on, it sounds like. So without getting too much into the weeds, doctor, how did you proceed with your research? How did you go about doing what you did? So we started out with very exploratory approach to the measurements because initially we had expected 
that the assumption from the uh, APCD was correct, that most of what was in the PM would be dust. But after the first set of measurements, we found that the dust fraction was quite small, and so that led us to target more explicitly the highest part of the, the windiest part of the day, the windiest season of the year, and to really focus on what the worst-case scenario is so that we could really get at the highest fraction of dust that could be measured. How long did it take you to do the research? It was a three-year study. Is that and t- is during that, that time... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was, I was just going to say, during that time, we did sampling at the dunes five different times. So in, in the two highest wind months, um, May and October, and that was our target study. Hmm. Karen, let me bring you into the conversation, and, and I want you to, to address the importance of this research. There are a lot of people that live in the Napomo Dunes, or live in the Napomo Mesa, who cl- have health problems. There is constant dust blowing on the Mesa. They removed eucalyptus trees years ago, and it's been much worse. And probably 15 years ago, the APCD said, this is caused, all this is caused in the Oceano Dunes. 100% is caused from cars on the Oceano Dunes. And many people have been fighting against the cars. Now, in the very beginning, they claimed it was silica and that it caused cancer, but they never checked for it. When it was finally checked for, there was zero silica. Over and over and over again, the APCD, the science that they claim, is proven false. But meanwhile, they have convinced government officials, they have convinced judges that this is a health issue. Mm. So, Dr. Russell, is the research that you did in terms of methodology consistent with prior studies or did you go in a different direction? Did you do anything differently? So our methodology is very consistent with prior studies in other places. To my knowledge, APCD didn't use our methodology, but ours is based on the state of the art of what's used around the country and around the world for looking at PM composition in order to tell what the PM is, to know what fraction of it is dust and what is something else. And, and doctor, for the layperson, when we say PM, what does that mean, please? Oh, that's the amount of particles below a certain size. And so for this study, we focused on both PM10 and PM2.5. And the difference there is the PM10 is all the particles smaller than 10 microns, and PM2.5 is all the particles smaller than 2.5 microns. So both very small cutoff sizes, but the 2.5 size is the inhalable size, so more likely to be associated with health effects, whereas PM10, most of that we aren't, we don't breathe in because it gets, frankly, it gets stuck in your nose and it doesn't make it further. So that's, that's what our focus was. So, uh, looking at the statement here, an investigation by the Scripps Institution of Oceanography indicates that particular pollution detected downwind of Oceano Dunes contains 14% dust and that the amount of dust attributed to off-highway vehicle recreation in the dunes is some portion of that 14%. Is that the takeaway, Doctor? Yes, that's the bottom line, that 
no matter how much the vehicles were making, they had to be making less than the total amount of dust. And the total amount of dust was only 14% of the PM10 and the PM2.5. And so we um, can say that the, the fraction from vehicles has to be less than the total that was from the dunes to begin with. And one of the most important things to note here is they are ordering state parks to put up fencing and different things to take the PM um, 2.5 down by 50%. But if they're not causing it, if it's not the dust that's at the dunes, how can they reduce it by 50% when it doesn't come from the dunes? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the bottom line, isn't it, doctor? Assuming that your study is correct, and I have no reason to believe that it's not, it sounds like we're not devoting resources to the proper place. Yes, that's exactly the problem. And the, the regulations about PM were put in place um, to make sure that the total amount of particulates wasn't exceeding health, healthy limits. But you need also to look at the composition in order to know where that PM is from. And so that's the step that was missing in the APCD's work. So they were trying to reduce the wrong source. And, and that means that they, you know, targeted the, the, the dunes instead of what was really causing the PM. So help me then understand, doctor, for people just listening now, why have you come up with such a different conclusion than APCD? Did they just use a totally wrong methodology to get their results? So the problem was they didn't use a method at all okay. to measure the composition. They made an assumption about what that um, composition was. And they, you know, due to lack of funds or whatever, um, they made an assumption that has turned out to be wrong. So Karen, it's assumption versus science. Absolutely. And the problem is now you have multiple government agencies wanting to shut it down to protect people in Napomo. You have judges ruling that we have to protect the health. And many are afraid to say, wait a minute, this isn't a health issue from there. And there are things you can do. There are windmills outside of Napomo. There are things that could have been done for the people in Napomo. Rather than the money that's going in now, a lot of this goes to the APCD. So they were able to, they get paid to watch over this. Hmm. And there's, when the air pollution control went out of the county and into a private, their salary skyrocketed, the cost of this agency skyrocketed, and then when Morro Bay shut down their power plant, they were suddenly trying to find another source of revenue. All right, uh, we are in conversation with Dr. Lynn Russell from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography, where she is a distinguished professor of atmospheric chemistry. Karen Veely sits in with me as we have this conversation. More to come right here on AM 920 FM 96.5 News Talk, KVEC. So for years, government has been telling us that vehicles on the beach, that's the problem. We need to get the vehicles off the beach 
because our health is at risk and we just got to do something about it and we got to do something about it now. Well, now a new study has come out from Dr. Lynn Russell from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography, where she's a distinguished professor of atmospheric chemistry. I'm trying to suggest she's really pretty smart. And she and her colleagues have done their own legitimate research, and they have come up with the conclusion that if you take all the vehicles off the beach, you're only dealing with 14% of the problem at most. So, geez, uh, doctor, back with you and Karen Veely sitting in here as well. I, I want to make it clear, you're not a member of some conservative think tank. You don't have any kind of political agenda in this research, do you? Um, you're asking me? Yeah. Um, just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I, I am not. Um, I, I do not have a horse in this race. I um, am just trying to report on what the science tells us. We went out and did very simple, straightforward measurements, and we're trying to share the benefit of that information so that money is spent wisely in, in the community. So I would imagine that Scripps being uh, the responsible institution that they are, you take the study and you'd give it to the folks at APCD and say, look at the research. And they probably said, oh, thank you so much. Now we can go out and do what needs to be done because of the research that Scripps did. Right? That's exactly what happened. Isn't it, Dr. Russell? that hasn't happened but that that would be a nice outcome because the the point of the research is to help the the public to use uh, the information we've gotten at government expense for the purpose of improving improving health for everyone um in Nimhomo and all over california jump in here karen what's going well, on one of the big issues here is that there has been 20 Three million dollars of taxpayer monies spent on trying to stop the wind from blowing from the Oceano Dunes to the Mesa. And if only 14 or less of the dust there is coming from the Mesa, this is a gross misappropriation of public funds. I'm not going to put the doctor on the spot about that. Uh, rather, I'll ask you on uh, Stolberg Tatum text line. A listener wants to know who funded your study. The study was funded by California State Parks and Recreation. All right. Yes, yeah, State Parks has. State Parks has been. Um, they have said the entire time that they did not believe the dust was coming from the Oceano Dunes. But on the same side, it became very political with one group saying, you know, this is conservatives doing this. I will tell you, I have asked a number of scientists that have been involved on the other side, and everyone has been a Democrat. I haven't spoke, I don't know of a Republican that's done the science, the research and found out it wasn't um, legit, the claim. Also, the study... Um, by Scripps was scientific reviewed. Yeah, is that correct, Doctor? Yes, that's that's certainly correct. For the record, I'm a member of the Green Party, so I'm um, way um, way in support of the environmental um, improvement in California and improving health effects across California. But that means you got to spend the money where it's needed and on the things that are really causing the health problems 
which in general tend to be the ultrafine particles from cars and other combustion sources that are just super toxic to our lungs. So for people just tuning in, we have a very smart and educated guest, and Karen's here too. Um, <laughs> And she's she works for a respected institution. She's done research according to strict scientific standards. It's been scientifically reviewed. And basically, she's concluding that we've wasted $23 million, Karen Veeley. Yes. the study, if, First, remember when this started, it was supposed to be silica. That was wrong. Now all the dust on the dunes is this. Now they're saying maybe not all the dust, but we're still going to go ahead and fine you and and make you pay to have this looked at and again if there are problems on the Napoma Mesa and people are getting cancer and they are getting lung diseases should it not be more important to find out where this is coming from doctor has the APCD given an official response to your research no I I haven't received anything in response to the peer-reviewed publication that came out a couple months ago um, they did have some questions when I filed my final report that I responded to all of them and um, and I wasn't, but I still haven't received any word about what action they might be taking in response to my results. Might they, for example, invite you to come here and testify and present the research to members of the APCD? Is that within the realm of possibility? Would you do that? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that, and I have already appeared at some of the OHC um, commission meetings, and those have, but those were before the study was published, and so the APCD had said that they were not going to consider our results until they were published, and so... Now now could be a good time for me to share those results with them again. And 45 seconds before the news break, how about the California Coastal Commission? Could you share all this with them? Yes, I'd be happy to do that as well. And the County Board of Supervisors? Um, yes, that would also be, I think, very relevant. What about that, Karen Veeley, having Dr. Russell come up before the County Board of Supervisors? I think it would be very good. But this, in our county, has become very political. And there are people that want the Oceano Dunes to not no longer have cars on them. And it isn't even as much about the science. It's about getting their agenda the agenda is to shut down the dunes. Uh, our agenda is to go to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with Time Saver Traffic and Weather Together. And they'll welcome your phone calls and read your text messages for Karen and Dr. Russell, who's joining us from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show. You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. We are in conversation with Dr. Lynn Russell from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography with a very important research. Uh, The question remains, though, whether or not it's going to change the debate 
about vehicles on the dunes. If you want in on the conversations, Craig gives me the callers, 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Karen Vealy sits in from Coast News. As we continue with Dr. Russell, let me bring in Jim from the Friends of the Oceano Dunes. Jim, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Dave. Thank you for taking my call. Jim, so you've been involved in this issue for a long time. How do you react to Dr. Russell's research? Uh, we're very pleased to finally see some uh, some substantial research done that shows uh, and shines a light on what's going on. And I believe Dr. Russell's um, reviewed previous data from the EPCD that corroborated the science that she's looked at. Um, and we are now being forced to mitigate salt coming from ocean spray, uh, ambient moisture, and uh, it, we need to have a very um, detailed look at what's going on, and uh, I believe there's going to be some ramifications, both political and legally. Well, uh, Doctor, as you respond, I'm curious, do you anticipate more research on this, or are you done with this topic? So our, our funding from the state parks has been completed, so we don't currently have plans to to carry out more funded research. It's, of course, a very interesting topic, but without, you know, funds to support students, there's not a lot we can do. The caller had an interesting point about how some of that PM is coming from water, and that's in part because of some technical details about how it's been measured by APCD, by an, a new instrument, the, the so-called BAM or Beta Attenuation Monitor. And without getting into details, I'll just say that the effects of high humidity coastal areas on that measurement have not been fully studied. And so the degree to which that really represents PM10 is, is another thing that should be uh, verified before taking action on reducing Dune death. Karen. And I listened to you speak at a state um, a state board meeting where you explained that you took the sand and dried the sand out and a lot of the weight, a lot of the PM10 was actually just moisture. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's I mean we all know when we walk in in the sand at Oceano Dunes, that there is a lot of moisture, and that's partly why the the sand sticks to your shoes, right? And once that sand dries off, it falls out, but it sticks because of that water in it, and and that's uh, well understood, partly because of salt from the ocean, and partly because of just the humidity in the air. It's, it gets water everywhere. Yeah, Jim, what else you want to say, please? I just want to say thank you to Dave and to Dr. Russell for, you know, she's taken a lot of flack from APCD and others, and uh, she's, you know, I, she's very courageous, and I, I greatly appreciate all the work she's done. Jim, it's nice of you to call. Thank you very much. Is that true, Doctor? Are you getting flack for this research? Um, yeah, there's been some comments, mostly from the APCD, um, I would say, and from the uh, uh, board who's uh, appointed to look into this by the APCD, and and those two um, sets of scientists have been 
very, um, yeah, not very um, easy to deal with because they have not been willing to look at the results and really take the time to process what they mean. And I think part of this is their agenda. You know, they they have said for years before they did any studies, again, it was first silica, that this is causing all the problems on the Napomo Mesa. And if they have been saying this for years and you come out with an actual scientific study that shows it's not, it makes the things that they have uh, reported in the past... Makes um, them look bad. It makes them look bad. All right. Mark is in San Luis. Hey, Mark. A great show. I, I just noticed that the Air Resource Board over the years, they started out a few members, and now there's like, there's a, like a dozen of them. They're now a multi-million dollar entity within themselves. And when you have something like that, it has to be fed. And this is, you know, so they're looking for problems, and, and the, the Oceano Dunes have been a perfect uh, match for them. And, and then the people who don't want cars on the dunes have become a perfect political alignment because they need supporters to keep themselves going. I just want to mention, in the United States of America, we can measure when the Syrians use one chemical over there. Um, so we can easily, through satellites and everything else, measure toxicity throughout the world. And yet this board now has a huge amount of board. They're all, I think they all get paid over $100,000 apiece. So they need to have a problem. It's just interesting, and I, I appreciate the facts. I'm not crazy about the cars on the beach. I don't have feelings one way or another. But when you had the people who were opposed to the cars, they have not been factual whatsoever. It's strictly a political thing. They want the beach for themselves, and, and that's it. So anyway, I, I appreciate you having a, a, another point of view based on science, which I really like factual things. So thank you. All right, Mark, thanks for calling in. Doctor, any comment for the caller? Yeah, no, that um, that I think it's important that the science get represented in this question, too. Um, politics about whether the vehicles should be on the beach or not, that isn't my area of expertise. But to make it clear that, you know, no matter how many millions of dollars you spend trying to reduce vehicles on the beach, um, you're not going to improve health outcomes. 805-543-8830 for Dr. Russell from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. Karen Veely is also with us. Jay's in Santa Margarita. Hey, Jay. Hey, Dave. Hi, Jay. Yeah, I mean, my impression is that this uh, study seems biased against, uh, towards uh, people who want to drive around in the dunes. I mean, I, I do question the science, so I... I, I Look at your study with um, kind of an evil eye. I'm thinking that um, that the that the, the activity of, of driving around has has uh, potentially skewed the data, skewed the data uh, in in favor of of the people that want to ride ride their vehicles around. And uh, I, I kind of question that the sampling methodologies, mm. uh, you know, like the proximity. This this is a big statistical. Uh, you know, a puzzle because you have to measure, you know, at different sample rates and at, at many locations, you know, not, not just yeah. at the dunes, but yeah. elsewhere. So I, I would, I would question all of those, those okay. factors. Well, hang on, Jay. Um, so, doctor, first off, is there anywhere the public can go to read your study? 
Yes, um, it's available at the Atmospheric Environment, um, which is a, an, a journal with online as well as in libraries, and it's, it's called Atmospheric Environment, and they can find it um, published, and, and I guess, and you can see all the details, and to respond to the caller, I think, you know, the site we used was the site that APCD used. So in questioning that methodology, you're questioning the APCD approach. And then I'll also just say that in, in looking at that, in our results, if, if the vehicles are processing our study to make the dust lower than it would have been without vehicles, then it sounds like you're arguing that the vehicles are reducing the dust rather than increasing it. And so that doesn't seem consistent with the, the removal of vehicles either. Yeah, Jay, what else do you want to say? Yeah, uh, one thing is that, you know, just like the rain, uh, we've been in, in a drought for a number of years, and then all of a sudden you get a heavy dose of, of, of water that, uh, you know, it, it, skews, it's, it skews the data towards yeah. one conclusion or another. Yeah. And but, then uh, the, the other yeah. aspect of it is yeah. that you have to have multiple years where people are not driving, and you're yeah. taking measurements. Like, this is like yeah. decade-long research yeah. that you would really need to conduct. Right. Uh, and, 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 Jay, I, I, I defend your right to have an opinion, but I have, I have a Ph.D. from Caltech, who does this for a living, and she spent a long time doing this, and she's come up with this data. And I would encourage you to go online and read the study, and it might address some of the concerns that you have. I appreciate the call. 805-543-8830. Uh, we have Rochelle with us now. Rochelle, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dave and Dr. Russell. Hi. I'm with uh, Concerned Citizens for Clean Air, which is a local a group that has been involved with the air quality issue yes. uh, for 10 years or more. And um, I would like to know if Dr. Russell can explain why the uh, monitors north and south of the riding area are much, much lower in particulate matter or salt or whatever um, than uh, the CDF monitor or the Mesa 2 monitor. Uh, I'd also like her to explain why there's a visible dust plume that flows over the mesa and has been measured to go 12 miles inland. If this is a natural phenomenon, that should be happening all up and down the coast. And lastly, I'd like her to explain why um, when the park was closed for seven months in 2020, the particulate matter readings dropped 46% in seven months when there was no riding on the dunes. And if this is a natural phenomenon, why did that occur? All the gentlemen questions. Doctor, how do you want to approach this? Yeah, sure. Um, I think the first one was about the, the locations upwind and downwind. Um, sorry, um, north and south of the, the Oceano dunes. And it, it just turns out that different dunes have different rates of lofting dust. And so you're going to get um, different amounts of dust based on the wind direction, the wind strength, and the orography or sort of the, the um, structure of the dunes as well as what the 
type of dust and what crust is formed. So there's many different things that affect how that dust is formed that make it different in different dunes and in different sandy areas. And in addition to that, it's important to think about the fact that the strongest signal um, for what controls the amount of, of dust is the wind. And there is a dependence on wind some of the time. And so what you're looking for in terms of looking for a vehicle dependence is sort of a, a perturbation on that, a, a difference to that. And, and we haven't seen that in the data. And in fact, in, you know, we measured in May 2020 as well as in May 2021. And there was no consistent signal associated with the reduced traffic, although we did, we did try to look in more detail at that to associate the number of vehicles with the amount of dust, but we weren't given access to the data of the number of vehicles from, so, the, from State Park. So, Doctor, what about what happened when cars were banned from the beach? Yes, yeah, so there was still dust coming off the dunes, and it was still about 14%. And I, and I so do want to say... As one, we measure three years in a row, we have, you know, we have that comparison available to us. Also, you can go on and look. The amount of violation days during the windy time when it was closed to vehicles was higher. It wasn't 40% down. What what happened was the APCD said, well, let's look at January and February and these hours each day, and, and it was down that time. January and February are not the main dust days. But when you look at the violations is how you measure this. You don't see, they went back and they cherry-picked a couple months. But actual violations were up when vehicles were off the dunes. Let me go back to Rochelle. Rochelle, what else do you want to say, please? Well, I'm just sorry that these... Two speakers seem to have a lot of incorrect information, and they should be aware that the APCD monitors are required by law, and that data is sent to the U.S. EPA, the Cal EPA, and those monitors are checked, um, I think it's weekly at least, and they have to be verified. If the APCD was not doing these measurements, they would be in a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah. So they are not making up these yeah. numbers. It's and and I'm really concerned because residents have have had uh, in the newspaper and in meetings, you know, information given to them on health effects and how to protect themselves. And this uh, one study, and I'm not sure how many samples she took hmm. over three years, but. Was it thousands and thousands of samples mm. like the APCD did? So let's have and Dr. Russell. Today's, let, uh, you know, Rochelle, people that, Rochelle, let's have the doctor defend herself. You're making some serious allegations against her. Doctor? Your response? Let her respond, please. Doctor? Yes. So I, I don't know how many samples the APCD has collected over what time period because a lot of them haven't been released to the public. What I do know is that there are no published comparisons of the federal reference method and the federal equivalent method. There are thousands of measurements from the federal equivalent method, 
which is the one I mentioned earlier, has really not been shown to work that well in high-humidity coastal areas. All right. Uh, Rochelle, thank you very much for calling in. Let's uh, move on. We've got Greg in San Luis. Hi, Greg. Hey, you know, a lot of that dust off the dunes is natural, but there's a much worse problem, way worse than that, and it's currently what's going on is the overbuilding in the area, and there's going to be a lot of pollution from the added vehicles. So I think the dunes is a really small problem compared to a much bigger air pollution problem that we're going to be facing. So watch this summer. Wait till the inversion layer hits and wait, wait till you see all the smog over San Luis Obispo. Right. It's because of overbuilding. Doctor, any thoughts on that? I think the caller has a good point, that as population increases and becomes more dense, our pollution sources increase. And those, again, as, as, as he indicated, are the toxic parts um, that tend to be most associated with the riskiest health effects. All right, uh, Greg, thank you. Let me get to uh, Garth on KVEC. Hi, Garth. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, doctor, um, one thing um, I've learned is when looking at scientific uh, research, um, the first thing a person does is look at where the funding comes from. Um, your funding has come from the um, California parks. Um, now, California parks has, has a record of, you know, making efforts to preserve, you know, the pastime of driving on the dunes. Um, why should we believe a brief three-year study as opposed to, you know, over 20 years of study? Doctor? So the, main, the main reason you should look at these results instead of the 20 years of study is that they didn't measure the right thing. They never actually measured the amount of dust coming off the dunes at their sites. They haven't verified their PM10 equivalent methods, and um, they, you know, just need to go back and do that. And I completely agree with the earlier caller who pointed out that statistics are important and every year will be a little bit different. And if we had funding to study more years, that would be great. But three years in a row at 14%, like, that's substantial and significant. You can't just say that's a fluke, um, you you need to pay attention to those results as well. Could you briefly explain how it came about that, that Parks um, reached out to you to, to study this issue? I need a short yeah. answer, please, Doctor. As opposed, as opposed to someone else? <clears throat> they first reached out to my colleague, the biologist, to look at the biological mm -hmm. contribution. And then when it turned out that was only part of it that my colleague reached out to me as an expert in air quality. Well, I have to leave it at that. Uh, Garth, thank you very much for calling in. We're out of time. I apologize to people waiting to try to get in, but we want to thank Dr. Russell for joining us today. Doctor, I got about a minute for a final thought, please. Just that our, our results, there, there are a lot of um, finer details that could be looked into as part of this research. And one could extend to look at more 
robust averages and over longer time periods. But we have really clear results that show 14%. So the statistical likelihood that it would be much different than that is just really low. And so it's important. Um, it, it would be great for APCD to continue these measurements to show on their own what the dust fraction is over a longer time period. But I think it's not going to be that much different from what we've already found. All right, doctor. Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate your time today. When we come back, we'll get a final thought from Karen Veely. I'm Dave Congleton. You're listening to Hometown Radio. Karen Veely, before we wrap up, let's remind folks of the big story of the day. What happened here in San Luis Obispo? The um, There were charges put against the person, that the, the young man that hit and killed the two people on Sacramento Drive back in November. He was charged today with two felony counts of vehicular manslaughter, based on what the charges say is that he was violating the law, speeding, when he crashed into them and killed both of them. He is in jail with his bail set at $200,000. Thanks for arranging the conversation with uh, Dr. Russell. I've got about uh, 45 seconds. What's your takeaway from this conversation? That people have have a, um, they want the dunes shut down, and I don't care about the dunes one way or another. But for Rochelle, who called in, go look at look at what a violation number is, and then there are the amount of the the amount of PM10 found in the monitors. You can find it online, and you'll notice in 2020 it was up. It wasn't down in May. The number of days above the violation. You can always take it and just look at it. It's the whole time. You can look at it day by day by day and count it up, and you will see more when there were no cars on the dunes. Karen, the website is calcoastnews.com. People can uh, find all the stuff there. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Off we go. we got uh, news and traffic and weather and Lynn Ward going in search of good news. I hope she finds someone. We sure could use some. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.